0: Yeah, so, you know, I turned 21, and of course I, uh, you know, what do you do? You're finally legal to go to the bars. I had too many cocktails. Found myself, you know, hanging over the edge of the dock, uh, releasing Uh all that pent-up Bud Light. Okay. Yeah, and as I'm doing it, I
1: feel this pat on the back, and it's Cliff Payne. Uh Uh-oh.
0: And he says, don't worry. You're going to be fine. You just go home and sleep it off.
1: Yeah. Well, that sounds like good advice.
0: Did I take it? No, I was like, ah. relax, buddy. I'm coming back <laughs> in. I'm coming ah, right back in. Man, you yeah. know,
1: you'll never learn, Wait, you? you? gotta just I always a good, go for that. The rest of the night went good. Sure it did. Oh, wait. Hey, I, we're rolling. Well, then let's roll.
0: Well, I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two Guys on Block Island.
2: What shall we do? With what shall we do?
0: All right,
1: listeners. Well, you know, uh, Rich, as you know, uh, normally we have we prepare copious notes uh, for our interviews, right? Yeah, um, we want to cover everything. But every now and then, you get a guest where you just know you, the the conversation. It's yeah. You can have all the notes you want, but the conversation is going to go everywhere, anyways. Yeah. So don't even bother. Don't even try. I love these. And today we have one of those guests. And I'm very excited because I first met. Our, our guest today down at mahogany shoals years and years ago when uh i used we used to go see walter mcdonough perform and uh there was this guy with this incredible voice and he was just hilarious and he was bartending and then word got to me i'm like wow that guy he's pretty cool and uh, then word gets back that he is either at the time the oldest or one of the two oldest bartenders on block island And I don't know, maybe we can get it out of him today, uh, whether or not he does hold the title now, officially. (laughs) But of course, we're talking about the unbelievably gregarious and and loquacious Bill Dunlevy. Bill, how are you?
3: Well, doing just fine. How are you guys? (laughs) We're
0: pretty good. Yeah, we're doing good. Pretty good. Luckily, Mark yeah. didn't, like, put you up there. No pressure.
3: <laughs> no,
1: no, no. <laughs> but it's true, Bill. Like,
3: you oh. are you the oldest bartender at this oh, point? Oh, yes, I am the oldest bartender at this point.
1: Yep. We, we, we have the oldest bartender on mm. Block Island on our podcast. Yeah. And that's yeah. something to say. It is. Yeah. yeah.
3: I'm so old, I remember this guy at the end of Payne's Dock. And, and cliff going over <laughs> to come back in and i'm going no you can't come back in <laughs> there you have uh, it yeah, true
0: story and he's uh, got a great memory yeah, him, apparently yeah, you know? apparently maybe it was him and it wasn't cliff and i just saw cliff in my blurry vision you know?
1: <laughs> so just bill let, the, the first question we ask all of our guests is um, what's your Block Island story? How did you first hear about Block Island? When did you first come here? Uh, what's the whole gig? When um, did, how'd that go down?
3: Okay, well, um, I'm from West Haven, Connecticut, and a family of seven, uh, seven kids. And uh, my mother, back in the late 50s, read an article, I think it was in the New Haven Register, about an inexpensive day trip for a large family. So uh, off we went. They packed us in there. There might have only been about five of us at that time. But off we went in the car to New London and uh, got on the boat. It took like two and three quarter hours to get (laughs) here. We docked right at Payne's dock. It was a side loader. And then we'd get off and uh, my mom would bring us down into the hog pen and we'd swim there because there was no docks. And my father somehow would get stopped and we'd lose them around dead eye dicks <laughs> and uh, so we would swim and i don't ever ever remember eating at dead eyes but i remember you know we'd be we only were on the island for maybe a little over a couple hours it wasn't long most of the trip was the you know the boat yeah, ride. the ferry ride. Yeah, and, and for, was
0: that the was that the old Block Island? Was that the one at the time? Or was it a boat before that? You know, I don't. It we was used to, in the late fifties. so We used to take it, but it was only one a day. It came over. It yeah, took two two and yeah. almost three hours to get here. Oh yeah, and right. sometimes they break down mm-hmm. in the middle and they'd be hammering and fix
1: stuff and then it would go <laughs> oh, again. Yeah. and then three hours back. But wow, you know. and kind of fortuitous that it, it that it docked. D- down there at Payne's. At Payne's.
3: Oh my now, God. What yeah. are the
1: odds? Yeah, so, the, literally, the first place you stepped off the boat was uh, Payne's
3: Dock. To, wow. Yeah, and I've been there ever since. God help me. <laughs> <laughs> God help all of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so, that was your first trip. Yeah, and then, that was
3: the first trip. So, we were kids. We were young kids. We were, I was probably 10 or 11. But how I started out here working and stuff was I had graduated from college, and my sister Susan was working at the uh, Spring House as a, um, a maid, chambermaid, whatever. She was like 16 or 17. Or, she said, you know, you graduate from college and you're not a bartender. Why don't you come to Block Island for a summer and bartend? And that was in 1976. So I guess I'm kind of stuck here. It's 2022 now, right? <laughs> 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 you want to become the oldest bartender? That's what you do. Yeah. Show up and stick around <laughs> yeah, and long stick enough. Stick around.
0: But after college, I, I started working on the summers on Block Island. And just never stopped. Yeah. I just never yeah, stopped. That's, that's, that's my that's story. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, have you been uh, working on, have you been on Block Island almost every summer since then? Or did uh, you have a little? There was
3: summers that I, that wasn't. Um, just here and there. Uh, yeah. Because uh, my sister and I opened up Dunleavy's Pub down in S- South Carolina. So that was in the 90s. So I missed a few years. And I had a few years over at the Black Pearl uh, restaurant in, in Newport. Newport. I, I bartended there during when we lost the America's Cup. I was bartending.
1: Uh, yeah. They didn't blame you for that, did they?
3: Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not that good a And Then I was fired.
1: <laughs> no, but coincidentally, the entire America's Cup team was in the Black Pearl that night. Yeah, and, you know, you know, night got before, hammered. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. That was what a night that was. So they brought Australia too back into the harbor, and we had it. We had had the cup for 150 something years and what it was like the world series seventh game they showered those people you know the hoses were going on them. big celebration wow
1: know. that's yeah. cool so when you got here uh in 76 to work oh, yeah was your first gig at Payne's at Mahogany shoals
3: no no i worked my first time was working dickie kiley hired me um i went up to Pawtucket, had an interview and uh, my sister had connected me up with the people, and so I went to Dick Kylie and ended up working at the Yellow Kittens in '76. And that's when Ed McGovern was running the Kittens. Wow! And so I worked there. And...
1: Let's hear a little bit about those days. Oh well. We who can't... who else was not, Who else were you behind the stick with? Oh
3: God! I don't. Well, there was Tom Zacharakis and Sal. So many guys I forget their names. There was. It, it was. It was a good crew. You know eddie had a really solid crew yeah and um and was it a mostly it, a male game back then mail bartenders yeah yeah, yeah. Was, was, i don't i don't remember anywhere well, you know maybe claire costello snuck in there somewhere ah you know i it's been a while
0: yeah well that's okay we we don't check for accuracy yeah, yeah no it's well, all
3: wow. nebulous any yeah. funny
1: stories from back then
3: oh, I t- I t- oh
1: well <laughs> that you can tell <laughs> the
3: funny well i ended up working for ed you know, at the kittens for like three years, and then he came over here to the Captain Nix, and uh, so I worked with him at Captain Nix. I guess the only really funny story is not really funny, but right outside this front door, I had my jaw readjusted. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, wow. We were, like broken. Uh huh. We were Ed and I were behind the bar. It was like, like twelve thirty at night, and just almost ready to close up, and. Uh, Pat Cobb come in the door, and he goes, oh, man, he goes, there's a, I don't know, some ruckus going on outside. And so here Ed and I go out from behind the bar, and uh, Nick was involved with it, and the <laughs> next thing you know, um, I came back in the um, door with a broken jaw and spent the whole summer talking like this because my mouth was wired shut. Oh, <sighs> a lot of smoothies. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was all <laughs> summer long. July 1st, 1979, all summer long, I was locked shut. Luckily, a
1: mudslide is a type of smoothie. Yeah. 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 That's like a Block Island protein shake. It's what I call them.
3: (laughs) I was was never so healthy in my life. (laughs) (laughs) A funny story. Fried
1: food doesn't
0: taste the same after it's been in a blender.
3: (laughs) I was bartending one day at the downstairs bar in the afternoon, and I'm uh, and You're not going to stop me from talking. Most people thought it was justice that I got it broken. but so, so, <laughs> oh, People uh, were like, oh, thank I'm, God. I'm talking away like this and going, you know, and there's this couple there, and I'm, I'm still talking away to them. And finally the woman calls me over, and she goes, um, I'm so sorry. She goes, we're from the Midwest. I, we can't catch on to your New England twang. I go, <laughs> i go, like, New England twang, I can't all <laughs> <laughs> this, this lady wanted to crawl under the bar. <laughs> She's like, Boy, y'all sure do
1: talk funny. Yeah, up, hey. It was
0: hysterical. Oh <laughs> she God. thought it was an accent. Oh, uh,
1: yeah.
0: Kind of funny the way you say
1: that, soldier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. gosh. Eight
3: weeks. It was the end of August when I finally got the. Oh, man. Up. Oh, yeah. And uh, where? so, where were you living back when I you I was first living got out. at the Beachcomber, uh, which is now Summerhill. Summerhill. Uh, uh, yeah. It was the Beachcomber then. It was owned by Martha Boddington. And God bless Martha Boddington. She set up a blender and made me smoothies. And oh my, because everything had to be pureed. I couldn't have anything solid. Oh Yeah. And you carried scissors in your pocket just in case. Oh man. You can't throw up. That's Oh my God. That's right. Oh, I never thought about that. You know what the worst part is? No. Every time I go from the shade to the sun... I sneeze. Try sneezing. Oh. With your, try, try sneezing with your oh. mouth closed. My, <laughs> my ears would go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These are things I've never thought of. I actually, ah. I, ha- oh. I have so a friend it, with uh, uh, slip discs in their back, oh. and same thing. Every oh. time they sneeze, they're just like. They
3: oh sneeze. God! Oh, when I would sneeze, oh, and it was brutal. Like if. When I walk out of here, I get into the sun. I sneeze, and <laughs> so it was, I'm still stuck on the scissors.
0: So those are your like emergency evacuation if you, plan. If
3: you if you had if you were to vomit or something, you have to cut your mouth open. Oh God, yeah. yeah, your mouth is closed. Oh man! So they,
0: you just would, you didn't have to do it. You didn't. No, have to do thank it. God. Okay, but no, I, basically, no. there's
1: a couple of wires you would just snip with the snip scissors, and, and then you could, yeah, yeah. And then you'd probably like re-break your jaw. I would assume.
0: Yeah, oh but... God, well, that had to be God. tempting to just want to go to scissor time on your own. Like get sick of it so much. Like I'm.
3: That's it. I'm cutting the wires. <laughs> no, no, my, my neighbors uh, were out here visiting from West Haven. It's around 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm walking down the street, and they're across the street, and I go, hey, how are you? Like, the, they call my sister Patty up and say, you you go get your brother, he's drunk, he can't even talk. Because <laughs> Patty was out here also, because she was working, she ran Winfields for Ed. Oh, okay. Five of my siblings have all worked out here at every Dead Eyes, you know, wherever.
1: Yeah. And and the way uh, that this interview even happened was that I bumped into you at the at the bar at the national yeah. a couple days ago, and you were with yeah. one of your brothers.
3: Right, my brother Brian.
1: And did Brian work out here as well? Yeah, oh,
3: yeah, he worked at uh, Dead Eyes. Yeah, yeah, they all worked. Tommy worked out here. Brian worked out here. Patty worked out here. Susan worked out here. There's two. Two out of seven that haven't worked
1: out here, and and so you all just kind of trickled out. So your older sister was first at the Spring House, and then you. No, came. my
3: younger sister. Oh, sorry. Was.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you came.
3: Then out. I came. Then Patty came. Uh, yeah.
1: And so yeah. we're all five of you here at the same time.
3: I think some summers we might have been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> Any God. other bartenders or?
3: They
1: all do uh, different no, they, jobs. They, they,
3: they were cooking a lot, you know. Yeah, they were
1: cooking a lot. Because it would be, uh, I can't imagine two Dunlevies behind the bar together, oh, bartending. Oh, God, it, no. <laughs> no,
3: I'd have to get rid of them. <laughs>
1: but, and who were you hanging out with? Who was your crew? Who were your buds?
3: Oh, back in the day? Yeah. Well, it was Walter McDonough. Walter. And uh, I'll give you a little known fact that people don't know. I was working at the Orr Tendon Bar and uh mary beth was working there too his wife yeah and um she had just come to the island and stuff and uh, i was coming on at night and i hadn't eaten yet and uh she, she was getting off and I, I said oh mary beth i said uh can you get me a meatball sub uh antonio's too was where smugglers was
2: yeah
0: okay. it was an
3: italian restaurant way back then that it had changed and she goes um, she goes, yeah, I'm going with my girlfriend. We'll go get you a meatball sub, and we'll be back in an hour. She met Walter, that Walter was playing there. I never got the meatball sub.
0: Oh, that was like <laughs> when she met Walter.
3: That is when she met Walter McDonough. Wow. She went over there, and he was playing. And who knew meatballs could be? Yeah. Who the- knew his meatballs could be six foot two and sing Irish songs? <laughs>
1: And then so you you didn't know walter at that point
3: i semi knew him okay I, not really well we became very good friends after that
1: i mean very yeah. good friends is an understatement i'd say you yeah got, no, you we, guys are like a, yeah. i mean a dynamic duo yeah, had, i would yeah. go so far as to say
3: yeah and he's played down at my pub in charleston and, uh, and of course all the years can we talk shows. about walter for a little bit sure
1: because yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. i mean obviously he's so dearly missed out here yeah, you know and yeah. uh he's one of my great friends he became a very oh. good friend to me mm-hmm. as well and, and a number of other island musicians and everyone i mean he's beloved um yeah. but you know it's tough he's down in sarasota and you know would love to get him on the podcast but he hasn't come yeah. back up uh, road trip yeah maybe we road trip it mm-hmm. i don't know but so how did you and walter then so finally meet and start hanging out
3: oh you know i i don't know i think we both like beer yeah. <laughs> I think okay. that was uh, the closest thing that I can <laughs> That makes sense. So we would, and then we started, we used to do the, Mary Beth used to have the Monday night club uh, out of the Shoals where we'd all meet. and. Um,
1: now the Monday, that's different than Lou Gaffitt's Monday night club. Right, yes. This you... was,
3: we'd all get together and go to dinner. Okay. So in every every week we were supposed to go to a different place for dinner. Okay. And Mary Beth was the deciding factor. <laughs> And every week we'd bet Aldo's. <laughs> For years we did that with She's Mark Emanuel, like, Jimmy Deskin, <laughs> myself, Walter, Mary Beth. Uh, oh yeah, I mean it was just a bunch of us. We take up the whole. Uh, whole front patio there
1: and you guys are in your 20s at this point or
3: uh, no guy no this one must have been in my 30s i didn't okay. start working out here until i was like 26 gotcha yeah
1: maybe
0: gotcha. it was the guilt of a meatball sub that made her constantly go to aldo's
2: you know? <laughs> <laughs> i never got him that meatball <laughs> that's sub right, I, that's I,
0: I, right. let's go to aldo's I never thought
2: oh
3: <laughs> well, we'd have a ball there you know and then we'd go out every monday night i actually still go to aldo's every monday night
1: Were do you, you really yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Does okay, anyone go it?
3: I'm the Lone Ranger.
1: You roll solo to, to <laughs> yeah, Aldo's? yeah. I go
3: there, and they will look at me and go on oh, the Monday night club. I go, yeah, this is it.
1: Oh man, <laughs> I wish I knew that. Yeah, me I would, too. You know, I, I was mean, showing up on Monday. Do guest appearances. And so then you and Walter did. Uh,
3: he what, what was
1: because Walter was in the Reprobates back in those days, right? right? And yeah, and so yeah. he was. So,
3: yeah, they would come over here and play. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they played in Newport a bunch.
1: Yeah. And so, did they play out at? Was that was Walter playing with the reprobates when uh, Mary Beth went for the meatball sub? Or do you know? No, was he, that, was, he was. I, was I just think solo? he was
3: playing. You know, he was playing over at Antonio's. I think he was with someone else. Yeah, I, th- I think. I'm not exactly no sure. No
1: worries. But either yeah. way, over the course of, my God, uh, had to be what? So what, what year did you say that was-ish? Where? Oh, that would Walter? be like
3: the 78 or 79. Okay, so late 70s. And
1: then yeah. Walter's last summer was like, I think, 2019. So we're talking yeah. uh, 30, 40 years? I'm 40 scared. Years. Math That's 40 yeah. years. Yeah. So over the course of 40 years, I mean, you know, I, I think I started to go see Walter religiously um, on Sundays, Mm. um probably i'm gonna say in the mid 2000s maybe Mm. and uh late 2000s and uh but the thing about walter was his his repertoire right he had certain songs that were just like they were staples right yeah so you Mm. over those years must have watched that set list like
3: because he started at the shoals when nobody, they opened a bar at the Shoals and nobody even knew about it except the locals. Yeah. Oh, I then, love that. <laughs> it really was. It was yeah. just a locals bar. It was hidden, tucked away. This must have been late 70s, you know, early 80s, something like that. And then, yeah. And then, uh, and, and then he played on Sunday nights and Sunday nights would be mobbed down there with every waitress, bartender. You know, that's how
1: it was. That's how it yeah. started.
3: And then, then it was, oh, uh, well, let's do Saturday and Sunday night. And then then it was Thursday through Sunday night. Yep. You know, he played yeah, a great repertoire. Oh, my God, the songs he played. I wish he could have passed that down to a lot of other people. And you actually uh, know a lot of them from I, him coming up and playing with you.
1: I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Walter, yeah. when I started the piano bar here at Nick's on the second floor, yeah. we did that for 10 years and yeah. started in 2010. And it was uh, – it was it was it's one of the great it it's like uh you know we we've had the booze beggars on the show and uh you know we discussed who our our musical heroes are on block island obviously john henry tripler was up there um but but you know walter shared a very special place in our hearts uh because we had we started our sunday afternoon gigs here on the deck on sundays and okay. we would play here from six to nine, and then we'd all all five oh, right. of us would go down there, Walk down. you know. And over there and then when Walter came, would come to the piano bar, and and uh, one night he uh, we, we we used to trade Tom Waits songs together. That's what we would do. <laughs> okay. So he would he'd come up, and uh, one night, you know, Walter had been hitting the Jamesons a little bit, and <laughs> no. uh, yeah. And uh, it's like, I mean, I'm sure he owed, I, he owed me one because I'm sure one night that me and Whitaker or somebody down there <laughs> jumped up on the microphone at Walter and started singing along. And he looked at us like, hey, Get out of you bastards. What are you doing? Yeah, hey, get out. But uh, so he paid it back to me one night. And he jumped up. And of course, he was amazing. But uh, I, I have a picture in my house a photo that someone took of, of, of uh, Walter and I at the piano bar and it's it's a, uh pretty cool it's like
3: but nice. yeah those
1: songs man yeah. i learned so many songs from yeah. walter
3: uh ah, man what a, what a day. Yeah, he was a student of the game he, he really was a was. great musician fantastic love the old songs he'd yeah. take them out of somewhere you know and
1: the stories too that went along with them. Right? Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved his interaction with the crowd too. It Was
0: good. Like you had to learn some of that from him. Like watching him, you're like, okay, this is how you work the
1: room. You know, I, I have stolen so much from Walter. Yeah. In terms of that. borrowed, you borrowed, it. borrowed. Yeah, stole. No, I straight up stole. I'll admit it. I stole it all from a lot of it from Walter watching and I, him.
0: And I think Scholes is great now, but there was something about that quaint Scholes, like you yeah, said, nobody oh, yeah. knew it was there. I obviously wasn't old. My 21st birthday was uh, 1999, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, But yeah, and it was still pretty quiet and quaint. Yeah. You know, there was a few tables you could sit outside, you know, right outside the door. Yeah. But it was still just the, and I remember my fondest nights going there. Well, the the Sunday night thing was big because that was your, all the A-teams on the island, that's when you got your break. Like. The A teams and all the restaurants and the you know the A game was on for Friday through Sunday afternoon. Then you could hand it over to the the newer people working yep. that summer, mm-hmm. and you know that's when you, so that whole that whole crew of the A teams would get off and want to go do stuff, and it was just great to go do that. Hardcore local scene. Hardcore local scene, and I love the I love the cool weather in the fall. Like there was something about going down there in a sweatshirt and oh, and, and yeah. it be, you would just you'd be elbow to elbow in there you know but you didn't mind it like Mm -hmm. there's some places i look elbow to elbow i'm like i'm not going in there yeah but there you're like
3: oh let me just slide in here you know it's a kid walter i said (laughs) oh walter i said you know you have the longest streak of a packed house of any musician on earth. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's only 15 people. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to. Another oh. sold out
1: performance. Another, yeah. <laughs> I, to, oh,
0: yeah. I kill you know, them. Yeah. First two families, it sold out. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's full. But yeah, we used to love to go down there with the crew of FNs and stuff. Yeah. We'd
1: always go yeah, yeah. down there and, I, and whoop it up. Loved those nights. Yeah. Uh, so did you, st- uh, so when Mahogany Shoals opened, kind of, uh, unceremoniously, just kind of appeared one day. Did, yeah. did you start bartending there
3: I immediately? Did. I, or? I, I did. My, my first day, though, I got fired. Wait, stop it. What? And I got fired. On how did that happen? Well, unfortunately, the first day was my birthday. And, uh, <laughs> so I was, I was on my first boat, Fiddler's Green. Okay. And I was, anch- I was at a mooring between uh, uh, Boat Basin and Champlin's. And I get a knock on the boat. And it's Cliff Payne. He goes, "You're supposed to work today." I go, "It's my birthday. I don't work on my birthday." <laughs> 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 so, so I think three years later, he forgave me. <laughs> <laughs> wow!
1: What a way to start yeah. off your career. Oh <laughs> my yeah. god! And then I've
3: been working there for years. Oh my god! It's oh, fun. Wow. Yeah, a lot of fun.
1: So, uh, who? Uh, when did you notice it? When did it? When did Mahogany Shoals finally like kind of catch on? And then. It it you know it started yeah, becoming a, a place. Yeah,
3: it became um, probably the mid '80s. I guess it was becoming a place. I mean, okay. you know, that little room was just iconic. You know where people would come in and go, "Oh my god," I, you know, I love, this is this is New England. You a million know, yeah, percent. Tiny, old, crooked, yep. tall guys that duck their head. You
1: know? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I never had that problem. So it was fun. <laughs> no, um, I,
0: I did. I clunk my nog in there a few times.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, but yeah. I, well. And the 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 other cool thing, and the the thing that made Mahogany Shoals iconic, was all of the pictures on the walls, and mm-hmm. the in the uh, you know I forget I don't know what they're called technically, but the 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 uh, names of the boats that go yeah. on the back, the right, you know, the right. little the wooden, oars and the yeah. oars, yeah, all that yeah, stuff, yeah. and so you saw the development yeah, of that museum like yeah. quality that yeah, yeah, Mahogany Shoals ended up like pictures a, would go up one and there were just weird little sketches done on bar napkins. Oh yeah, and yeah.
3: There's stuff whatever. still there. That's
1: yeah. Crazy. Is yeah. all that I have a lot of memories. I, I I haven't I gotta admit, I haven't been down in a bit. I did go down once this summer, uh one evening and I was uh, you know, I already on my way, so I yeah. didn't really look around too much right, and take it but right. a lot of those the photos and stuff still yeah, there are still there oh yeah, good.
3: The, 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 the inside room is, is still a great little room yeah you know
1: and and so it it, it was originally just mahogany shoals just the,
3: a little, little inside shoe bar. box and then it.
1: when did the outside bar go the they first outside out, yeah
3: god well, i can't I, be I, 20 years ago i don't yeah. know yeah yeah i'm trying to, to remember the first myself outside bar in
2: yeah
0: yeah. Well, like it, it I remember it started with the f- they put the tables out. There was tables and chairs, yeah. you know, by day you could get snacks yeah. at the Payne's dock thing and then they started, <laughs> and then I remember they started having, I don't know how long ago that started, but the cocktail waitress. So that was something right. new. They you did, you did didn't cocktail. have to, you yep. didn't have to squeeze through the crowd to get to the bar to order your two drinks right. to bring my, them back my, out. Yeah, my niece was one of them. Yeah, they yeah. finally started, you know, you could sit outside and they yeah. would run, bring drinks right out to you and that's yeah. kind of, you
1: know. And and the, the where the, uh, so the waitresses, the servers wouldn't have to go inside and fight through the cloud, crowd there was a little window out the back. Out the back, right? You go around the do- around they'd, the building. They go on a yeah. little
3: cab walk out back and yep. stick their head in the window
1: and, and it, the was, drinks. It was dark.
3: Oh, dark! Yeah,
1: no I mean, kidding. it was like a yeah. little plank. Like talk about walking the plank with like two, a tray full of drinks, like in the dark on this little <laughs> thing, and then walk it back out. Yeah, that was, was something else. Sounds like it should be a part of a video game, <laughs> <laughs> right? Four <Yeah>. martinis, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> mahogany shoals, the video <laughs> game, <laughs> yeah. Try and, <laughs> and, yeah. then, and uh, uh and then um and then they built so starting when so then when you got your bartending gig at pains when you right. on when you almost when you got fired on your birthday yeah. um did you work was that it for you was that the beginning I of the stayed
3: well i i spent summers here and then along the way i bought a sailboat okay and uh so i was like, 31 1981 i bought a sailboat so September started getting cold. I had bartended somewhere out here. I forget where. Probably Nick's. And uh, then I took it south. And uh, that started my whole migration back and forth with my boat.
1: And now you're in, and when did you end up in Charleston? Uh, uh, 1982. Okay. And now, is it now? Were you oh, a, so that really did start it? it yeah. That first year. And were you a sailor before that? Or
3: I had learned how to sail. My college baseball coach taught me how to sail when I was like 26 or 27 on little sunfishes. Yeah. So I started on sunfishes. And then I was literally sitting down the end of um, the Block Island Boat Basin dock where the OR is by myself one day. And it came to me. It said, I want to live on a sailboat. I didn't even know people lived on sailboats. I knew none of my family was into boating, anything. And I just went hog wild for two years. I didn't take any time off. I bartended, 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 bartended. And then bought a sailboat. And
1: you just got bit by the sailboat Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
3: I I didn't want a sailboat to sit in a marina. I wanted to go. Yeah. I wanted to sail. You know, so I had that boat for 20 years. But I went back and forth from an Irish pub down in Charleston to the shoals and back and forth and back and forth for years. So the pub in
1: Charleston uh, is that the one you
3: own? My yeah, my sister Patty and I opened that in 1992.
1: Okay, so but but is that the bar you're talking about that you went? No, you actually,
3: to- no. I worked for ten years uh, at another par, okay. bar down there called Tommy Condon's. Okay, and then uh, you know they would let me go for the summer. And I come up here and bartend, and then gotcha back down to Charleston.
1: I've never been to Charleston. What's oh, it? What's the vibe oh, like? Oh, I obviously you love it. It's but Great! Oh what, my god! What's
3: it's it like? Absolutely stunning, gorgeous city. If if you like Newport, if you like old architecture, yeah. and of course it's got the Southern charm too. You don't walk by anybody on the street without saying good morning or yeah. hello. I mean, <laughs> on the beach you don't. It's would be, well, what's wrong with them? just, right. like, you know, just r- like Boston, yeah, just like Boston yeah. Yeah, or New York, very, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very
1: pleasant, yeah. cheery people. No,
3: really nice, and the wa- the weather's temperate. You yeah. Know, but you know, October, November's nice, J- J- January, February, cheery, but the rest, March it starts and it's everything's blooming, in April, May, June, nice.
1: Sounds good, and in, in uh, Charleston, I got to ask, how are your dance moves? Did you pick up any dance moves in Charleston? Because oh, they're yeah, known yeah, for. Yeah. Um, you know the shag, the Charleston. Well, itself. they
3: call they call me John Revolta. John so Revolta. So I don't, and then they start. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I have no dance moves. No. No. Okay. No, well, it depends on the Heinegans. Oh, Okay. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I yep. can. If you see me dancing. C- call the police.
1: Okay, <laughs> duly noted. Duly noted. The reason I ask is because now your nephew Brian mm-hmm. Dunlevy yes. yep. uh, worked here at Captain Nick's. Uh, yeah. Not this pa- not this past summer, the one before, and yeah, maybe like the it. one before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm going to blow up Brian's spot right now because he's a young buck and he can take it. And uh, I'll tell you, I was working sound one night, okay, in the sound booth, and we had a band on stage, and Brian had the night off, and there was these you know little pod of three girls have tourists obviously out visiting dancing having a great time one very cute little redhead and all of a sudden out of nowhere brian just kind of appears <laughs> and walks directly up to the cute little redhead um takes her by the hand, and then just starts spinning her and doing all, and I mean, the kid knew how to dance. I'm like, like, what the hell? Something I didn't know. Literally, five minutes later, they're just sucking face on the dance floor. He's making out with her, and I'm like, dude. (laughs) I'm like, I always liked Brian. He's hilarious, he's a great kid. Uh, but I, it just leveled up after that. I was like, "Okay, man, you've uh, respect. You've got this some skills." He literally dad. swept her off her feet. He did. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, uh-huh. So I was just curious. His
3: father Tom is going to be great listening to this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you about some of the other things that Brian did while he was no. here. But uh, okay. uh, uh no, 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 no. no, no. no he's no, a good kid. Night. Just spent
3: a couple of nights on a boat with me this past weekend.
1: Yeah, I've yeah. seen him a few. He's popped out a few times yeah, this summer. Yeah, good kid. Living down in the city now, doing yeah, the Brooklyn the city, thing. Yeah. yeah, he's like a hipster. Yeah,
3: him and you know, his sister. Now do you
1: it. you keep your boat at the
3: dock
0: or do you at Payne's
3: I do. At Pain's, yeah. 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 Actually I'm um, I think I'm I'm leaving tonight or tomorrow morning from Pains for, for the the summer's over. Before summer's Cliff over. Before Cliff can
1: hand you the bill for the for the yeah, slip that's right. for the yeah, season. I gotta yeah. Sneak
3: out <laughs> <laughs> in the middle
1: yeah, of the night. Uh, yeah. What time you're leaving around one AM. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: yeah. I'm sure he's got an anchor on the bottom of the boat that I don't know about.
1: <laughs> you're not going anywhere, pal. Um, so then, all right, so you go down to Charleston, you fall in love with Charleston, yeah. and now you're ping-ponging back and forth between Block uh-huh. Island and Charleston. Um, so at what point, you opened the bar in 92. 92, so, so i have been
3: there 10 years okay. before we opened the bar.
1: And at what point did you look at yourself and say, you know what, I've been bartending for this guy, I've been bartending for, yeah. I can do this. That's kind of what happened.
3: That's pretty much. It was like, I love bartending. It's my uh, heart and soul. I absolutely love it. People used to go, well, my father used to say to Patty and I, my sister Patty, who opened the bar with me, you guys need to open up a bar. You'd be so good at it. You you know, you work for all these other people. And so six months after he died, he went up to heaven, I think, and pulled a few strings. And next thing you know, we're, we're in a bar. I had no idea. It happened within a month and a half.
1: That's how it happens.
3: And that was over 30 years ago. Now, we just celebrated our 30th anniversary, wow. April 15th.
1: Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of joint is it? Obviously, it's an Irish pub.
3: Yeah, it's an Irish pub. How, it's, uh, how big is it? We're, it's, it's only about the size of the inside of the Okay. Just, uh, just the inside. No yep. deck or anything. Like that. It's only The whole place is only 1,100 square foot. Okay.
1: Is it on the water as well or is it?
3: It's about a block and a half from the water. So you can walk to the water and five minutes.
1: Yeah. And is it in like a kind of like a little area down to yeah, shops on, and all that it's stuff? It's on
3: uh well, it's on Sullivan's Island, which is just the first barrier island North of Charleston. And I literally can walk down the end of um, the Island. And that's where, <clears throat> excuse me, the civil war started Fort I'm looking right at Fort Sumter. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. A guy from Connecticut down there a hundred and something years ago, wouldn't have been welcome <laughs> opening up an <laughs> Irish pub. <Yeah>, I'd say, <laughs> say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: no i think uh that that pub is (coughs) often
0: quoted on a lot of people i know when they're talking about driving you know (laughs) making their drive down to florida yep well i'm doing this and then i should be here around there and then of course there's Dunleavy's pub and
1: Mm -hmm. then we move on to and then it's like but it's like that's
3: we we got a lot of block islanders come through
1: this just occurred to me (laughs) when you and i go to make a road trip to uh sarasota to interview walter i think we make a pit stop in uh charleston we're down for that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So uh, you open the bar. Is it like an immediate success? Is it take a little just, while to get just, going?
3: Just or? about took right off
1: because you yeah. had been there. You knew some we, people.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. We it took our took right off and uh, it's it's a great place. It's a local place. Yeah. you know, there's a lot of nice restaurants on the island and stuff like that. But we're the local. Okay, you know, you come to watch sports. And, in fact you'd be watching the notre dame game right now if i wasn't doing this
1: oh god well wow.
3: we have the notre dame glove of <laughs> alumni association comes to our bar oh really for, for the games so oh, it's that's fun. cool every every um uh, every touchdown the fight song comes blaring on yeah we <laughs> have a good time with it <laughs>
1: sounds like fun and do you still you bartend down there as well i still, don't or? bartend there believe okay it or not yeah. i did
3: for the first couple of years but you get to the point where you're so busy, you're trying to bartend and yep. run the place, and you know so.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, it's, it tough, so. And is it open year round? Year round. Okay.
3: S- seven days a week.
1: So who's yeah. running the joint for you while you're up here? My
3: nephew Jamie, who worked at the Yellow Kittens for years. With, oh. with Eddie and Dan Cahill, and okay. he bartended with um, Bill Paget. Yep. Yeah, and Annie.
1: Yep. You know. Yeah. Wow. So it's a, truly a family operation. It's family,
3: a family-owned and operated. That's yep. so cool.
0: Yep. Did you now when you? <coughs> it would seem to me like a city in that area. I, how are they with liquor licenses? Was that a challenge? Did you did you buy a business um, that was already there and turn it into uh, your bar, or?
3: We actually subdivided the building. Was a really big building in a four thousand square foot restaurant. We subdivided it, and um, at the liquor light, we had to jump through some hoops, but. As long as you weren't an axe murderer, you could probably get one.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm out. Well, I'm yeah. out. That, that's, yeah, cause that's it's yeah. Oh, wow. Well. Because yeah. it sounds like such a nice area. Yeah. I love yeah. that climate. Like, I don't know if I can do the Florida thing. Too hot for me. Mm. Yeah. I, I like that. But it's know. hot
3: in the summer, though.
0: Oh, no. But I like mm. your style. like Block Island yeah. in the summer and then someplace yeah. oh, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, not yeah. quite into the, right. the depths of warmth down yeah. there. Cause I love, I still love the fall and the autumn feel and all that.
1: You yeah, know, it's got
3: a lot of history, a lot of culture, a lot of stuff to do. Just really a special town.
1: And does it get crazy like Block Island does during the summer? Or is it where it's like, mm. oh, God, like, you know, do they have the... it's,
3: it's spread out more there? It's not, you know, it's not a right between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Okay. It's, <clears throat> it's more spread out.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Hey, uh, not... should we take a quick moment and visit our sponsors real quick yeah we should do that speaking of all this business talk yeah we'll be right back we're gonna take a little break and listen to our sponsors <laughs>
1: hey mark you want to go grab a bite yeah i'm starving all right where should we go uh well i kind of want to go somewhere where i can look at the ocean while i eat so uh how about the beach oh sounds good to me they're right across from the ocean yeah so, yeah right on crescent beach great local hangout you know And you know what I love about the beachhead is it forever. Remember, it was always the local hangout spot.
0: Yeah, and if you don't want to sit outside overlooking the water, it's great people watching from the bar. You get to watch all the cars and bikes going by.
1: Totally, because the bar is right there in in the big windows. You're looking out right onto the beach. Yeah, just sit there, drink one of their famous mudslides or a signature bloody mary i mean they got so many good drinks so many good drinks oh and you know what else is great is that they serve fresh locally caught fish and they have fantastic lobster rolls yeah hot or cold which one do you like oh one of each yeah you me know, too. I'm that's down that's the
0: answer to that
1: but wait maybe we should wait until three o'clock all right because they do buck a shuck every monday through friday from three to four and it's a dollar oysters well i'm down for that so You know, what if we get a whole bunch of people want to come with us? Hey, no problem. They got lots of space and they have a special events area in the back. It's reserved for weddings, rehearsal dinners, uh, anniversary parties, whatever. Well, it's settled then. I'm ready to go to the beachhead. How about you? Yeah. Check out their website at beachheadbi.com. Hey, Rich, do these bell bottoms make me look fat?
0: Bell bottom.
1: Oh, wait. It must be Monday and you're going to disco night at Captain Nick's. Well, yeah, of course I'm going to disco night at Captain Nick's. I'm the DJ, man. I got to be there. <laughs> that place is so much fun. So much fun. And the fun doesn't end after Monday because on Tuesday and Wednesdays, we have dueling pianos followed by Dr. Wes sloppy seconds. What are sloppy seconds? Well, That's when I play the piano for the rest of the drunk people there at the end of the night. Well, that sounds fun in itself. And Thursdays, they've got live acoustic acts and full bands and DJs. Yeah. And Friday and Saturday afternoons, we have Acoustic Acts on the Deck at 5.30. Uh, Fridays are Delaney, and then Saturdays are Buddy Rob Davis. And then Friday and Saturday nights, they've got the best live bands
0: on Block Island, like Derek and the Fun Bags, The Blushing Brides, Fever, Neil and the Vipers,
1: West End Blend, and the High and Mighty Brass Band, just to name a few. Yeah, and uh, the bands aren't over just because Friday and Saturday night ends. On Sunday afternoons, the Young Guns take the stage on the Deck at 5.30. Sunday fun day. And what if you're hungry? They got food
0: right yeah for sure all right so they've serving food out of captain galley seven days a week including
1: some late night grub so you know if you're hungry stop in late night and grab a bite yeah and if you want to check out the full entertainment schedule let's just head over to captain
0: surf's up dude
1: bro what am i gonna do i'm out of surfboard wax uh, i wish there was a surf shop here on block island
0: Guess what? You're in luck because there is Diamond Blue Surf Shop.
1: Oh, my God. I love that place. But you know what, Rich? It's so much more than just a surf shop. Oh, yeah. Diamond Blue is located at the 4-Way at Bridgegate Square. Cool. That's on my way to the beach. And you know what? When I'm there, I think I might get a new bathing suit. But they also have hats, uh, sunglasses, footwear, surfwear, everything.
0: Yeah, they got tons. Great place to Christmas shop, even if it's summertime. But they, they also do rentals. They'll rent surfboards, paddleboards, wetsuits,
1: boogie boards, kayak. Ki- and beach chairs yeah and you know what if you don't know what you're doing on a surfboard unlike ourselves obviously of course they have lessons by some of the island's most experienced surf instructors rich check this out i never stood up on a surfboard until last summer and it was all because of diamond blue judy was out there giving the kids some lessons and i just went out with them and i caught a wave
0: wow that that's awesome maybe i'll try it well, i don't know i'm a
1: little nervous
0: but not with those instructors uh so listen stop down and visit jen and the gang they're all so fun and friendly jen's a long time island local super cool and groovy and you know their merchandise if you know if you can't make it in the store go online and uh check them out yeah what's that website address again DiamondBlueBI.com. you know i was thinking of going out to dinner tonight but I changed my mind, and I'm cooking at home after opening the BI Times and seeing the latest recipe from Pam Gelsimini in Dish Off the Block.
1: Oh, yeah, I love that column. But you know what? I found out Dish Off the Block isn't only in the Block Island Times. She's got a whole blog at dishofftheblock.com. There you can purchase Pam's new line of Dish Off the Block spices, including Superbly Herbly, Chow Bella, and Ragin' Cajun. Yeah, not only that, tons of recipes like that Superbly Herbly Striped Bass, uh, apricot
0: ginger sticky ribs over shiitake and leek, Fried rice. Uh, she's got mussels and chorizo
1: parmesan cream sauce. I mean, those are just a couple of them. Yeah. And you know what? I've also seen that she has a cookbook out called What Can I Make with This Frickin' Chicken? And it's got 50 tried and true recipes using ingredients commonly found in any kitchen, really. Yeah, and
0: those meals, I've made a few of them, they are worthy. Of a five star restaurant.
1: They really are. They're very easy. They're approachable. You know, if you're just a novice chef, sometimes, you know, you get scared away by these big fancy recipes. Not here. Anyone can make these. And that's what's so cool about them. Yeah, check her out. Check out Pam and all her
0: stuff. You go to dishofftheblock.com. You can read the blog. You can shop the spice rack. You can purchase a cookbook or just find something great to make for dinner tonight. Ooh, now I'm getting hungry. I'm always hungry.
1: we can't help it it's just yeah you know it's kind, it's of, kind of fun well, it's kind people of people seem to like it yeah we don't know? know why really no i can't figure it out <laughs> hey uh so we're back now with uh bill dunlevy bill uh i understand you ha- today uh we're recording this on on saturday in um, the second weekend in, in september and uh, today is the uh, block island Um, run. Yeah, the 15K run run around the block. I understand you have some connection to this event.
3: Yeah, uh, well, I I ran in the first one 45 years ago. There was uh, 13 of us started at uh, Rebecca and ended up at Settlers Rock and uh, Dunleavy actually won it. My brother George, he was 16 years old and ran sub six minute miles and
1: Really? Holy. Yeah. yeah he,
3: he's a good That's runner.
1: fast. Yeah. How you? How how did you finish?
3: I'm still running. Actually. You're still <laughs> <I mean, laughs> you found the quite, finish line. yet? Giving me my finish. <laughs> <laughs> I came in middle of the pack somewhere. You
1: know, I feel but, like they keep moving the finish line. Is what the problem is. They just keep moving yeah. it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how life is. Yeah. Right. You know. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs>
0: as soon as you get where you think you're at the finish line, you look ahead and there's like, huh. <laughs> got another race to run here yeah yeah, yeah. it's exactly. always turning yeah, paul, that
3: way paul reichert had started it and uh, literally only uh, 13 of us i think michael reardon myself and george ricky millhouse they almost lost the runner uh, i mean he overheated on a uh, neck road really they had to pack him on ice and fly him to New london
1: holy cow the first race the very first one first race whoa
3: george and him were running neck and neck for the
1: You He was trying to keep up with your brother. And my
3: brother was a runner.
1: (laughs) Apparently. Apparently so. So this might be a stupid
0: question, but you're talking like 13, 16. That wasn't the entire race, was it? Or was that just your group of friends? Uh,
3: and the 13 was the the total race number. That was that oh, was wow. It. It was oh, it. I thought oh, you I meant thought like you your, mean your you little
0: were... group of
1: friends There was no, 13 of you. No, that was the... The whole was, race was... That
3: was the original Block Island road race was 13 of us. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew...
1: That's <laughs> how things start out here. Though. It, it is. It's just like... And then, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and
3: then it got, you know, Paul uh, started advertising it. And then, then they were renting ferries to come over they had so many people at one point yeah years ago no there was 13 total
0: wow and now the the runners are a click they Mm -hmm. they find a race and they want to go and run it. they love doing it so you know as soon as you open something like that up because they set up today it's it starts the whole registration thing is normally on the the corner of uh kunamis and and it's isaac's corner there there, yeah. yeah but so the Surtex company is currently set up doing oh. their, you know, all of their equipment and all yeah, the materials oh, yeah. for the the installation of the new internet fiber optics is there. So they're kind of set up now, like down my road. It's like,
3: you Oh, know, they're it's, down in Heinz field or something. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I live yeah, down yeah.
0: the end of that before oh, okay. I don't go down to Heinz field. I go straight towards the back I, of the airport. And yeah, so everything's, you know, now I've had people come knock on my door, but you know, I think there was a point where, like you just said, it they grew so quickly. Oh yeah, and I don't think they quite. I think now they have it down. Like they got it. They got the tables and the volunteers and right. the tents and the, yeah. But there was a time where I don't think there was enough porta johns, and I I think there's something to do with timing of a long race like that, or when you want to um, get rid of stuff before you go. And uh-huh. I literally had people knock on my door. It's like, can we use your bathroom? The <laughs> yeah. race is going to start in ten minutes, and we really, <laughs> yeah, you know, the lines for the portagons are too long. <laughs> did you let them use your bathroom? I can't remember. I think the <laughs> first two I did, and then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is just too weird. Yeah. yeah, this is just you know, but I get it. It's important to them. I don't yeah. think any. You see the determination on the runner's face. There's nothing getting in their way of doing this race. You yeah, know, they get like
2: yeah they get this focus
0: you know, Tri- yeah. triathletes they're are like not going to be afraid to knock on your door to poop yeah just
1: because they don't you know they they want to lose that extra half a pound they gotta i guess <laughs> you I do so bill we we also we made reference to the fact that you are now the oldest bartender on the island do you mind i know it's not polite to ask a gentleman his age but do you mind if we ask how old you are
3: you're asking me how old I am on I mean, the podcast? I mean, what, Mark, kind, of, what kind of guy okay, are you? Okay, that's, that that's why I prefaced that question. I don't know. Maybe I have no problem at all. I, I, oh, just, I was going to say, I'll ask. Just, no. I'm
1: in trouble, now.
0: I,
3: how dare you, Mark? No, so, how old are you, about? No problem. <laughs> I just turned 72, August 17th. 72.
1: Now, mm. now this leads into my next question, mm. which is a compliment because you looked at, you're in great shape. You, you look know, good, man.
3: Looks are deceiving. <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: not in this case, I could tell. You're, you're a good-looking guy. You know, you're trim. Do you, still actually, do you still stay active? What do you do? Yeah. I, I Besides bartending.
3: Pretty active. Yeah? Yeah. What do you do for kicks? Oh, God. Well, um, hmm, what do I do for kicks? Jeez.
0: Aldo's on Monday
2: nights. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, I do a lot of sailing. I'm really into this offshore sailing okay. stuff. I really like that. And uh, I used to be able to run a lot, but now it just is really hard on my body, yeah, so I don't do that. Me too. Then I then I played <laughs> tennis for years. I mean, I was avid into tennis. But uh, recently, I've had two surgeries, wrist surgeries. I remember that. So I have a mechanical wrist on the left one, and this one's fused. So I I've that kind of curtailed me for tennis and yeah. racket sports and stuff like that and did you take a
1: summer off from bartending when that happened or do i remember you with like a sling still like somehow Oh, well, i was
3: working with with a sling the last few years yeah i remember that yeah i was working with that but then i i did finally went if the pain got so bad i went yeah got it operated on and i'm bartending again i sailed up from charleston again you know for my i don't know my 35th trip or something wow
1: and do you uh do you when you make the trip do you go solo or does someone go with you you know for
3: for years uh my sidekick was david todd i don't know if david if you guys know him he was electrician out here yep yep. lived in and uh he was probably on Mm -hmm. 30 trips with me and uh god rest his soul he just passed away so now i'm scrambling to get people to help you know sail back and forth but I had uh this summer uh this spring champ star flew down and uh kevin mcneil uh came down and uh helped me get the boat back to uh
0: Lock Island. yeah i think what? i'd heard that champ because uh, he's become a migratory uh yeah bird. he's down in Hazard? Florida oh yeah yeah I was then, i'm gonna say three or four years now i think he's yeah. done, that. He's oh, done, done that, that migration south yeah where's yeah. where's champ hanging out
3: i don't know He's down in Florida. Like, he's into golf, so he loves Florida. He can golf all year round. Yeah. Now he's up in Nova Scotia golfing. Really? Guy loves golf.
1: He does love yeah. golf. I played a couple of scrambles with him. every. You know, yeah, they, they yeah, do the yeah, Lions yeah, Club yeah, one. Yeah. 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 Champ, and was, I mean, talk about a guy who knows a thing or two about boats.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cell. I yeah, love yeah. having him on board. I mean, yeah. he knows his stuff. Some he's, of
0: his stories about big <laughs> storms on the big, he used to drive, so Champ, was a merchant marine right. and he was a captain of the big uh tankers and freighters and all that stuff yeah. and he's told me some yeah he said you don't know scary until the front end of your ship is twisting to the right and the back where you are is twisting to the left and you oh. can see the whole mm. boat like twisting like you, like you're taking a piece of rubber and twisting mm. yeah. it or you know no he, a big ship a big mm. ship these yeah. are yeah. big ships and yeah. uh He's told me some good ones. His daughter and my daughter are in the same grade. Millie. Oh, Millie, yeah. Yeah, Millie. So Millie and uh, and then last uh, winter, I, I get them all mixed up, but a winter or two ago, um, Millie and my daughter and my niece lived together on the mainland. Uh, oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 so Millie's yeah, always yeah, over the house. She's uh good girl. She's got a neat and Oren. And, and, um, Oren's you know, a big sailor. Oren's a big yeah. sailor. I was just going to say
3: that. He's in Italy now sailing. I mean, Yep he sells like teams big right racer. Yeah, yeah big yeah. racing big teams time though. racing
0: yeah do you oh god he's one of them ones yeah, so i worked the door here at captain nicks and um it's one of the mo- he was one of my moments like you can't be 21 yeah you yeah, know yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're like know. oh my gosh like you <laughs> must you know you've seen a lot None of that <laughs> over time like for oh. me, it was like holy monkey. But then, I mean, you suddenly remember seeing kids that, when they were born. You knew them when they were born, and now yeah. they're coming to and the bar coming, or and or they're or of age. Character. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah.
1: Speaking of uh, hairy boat excursions, did you ever your sailing experiences? Did you ever run into any like uh, oh, sticky yeah. situations? Yeah. What oh, was yeah. what was the scariest one?
3: Hmm. Well, there's a couple. One I spent. Hurricane Hugo down in Charleston, up a river with my first boat, and uh, it was 135 mile an hour sustained winds, gust to 180. Whoa! And but I was anchored, so I was way up
0: for the most part.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was pretty uh, intense, and I couldn't get anybody to go with me to go sailing that day. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Then, then,
0: Champ's like, I don't think so
3: then david david and i got caught in a late uh hurricane maybe category one on the way to bermuda probably i don't know 10 years ago or so and uh that was pretty bad on your boat you yeah yeah on kemosabe
1: yeah. wow so you uh, so you they, take your boat out of charleston and go other places with it
3: then oh yeah i've there. been down to st bart's with it well i'd spent a summer or winter in Calabria, winter in the Bahamas with it. What? Done a lot of traveling. Why does it
1: sound like you have the best life ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Is a it... lot
3: of work. People think sailing's like, oh, you're going sailing. Yeah, right.
1: I don't think uh, that's why I no, don't do it. I don't it. think so. I'm,
0: I'm too lazy to sail. Far too lazy and nowhere near mm. smart enough. That's or, my next shirt. Too yeah. lazy to sail because <laughs> it looks like... A, and the maintenance on the boat. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah. how can you even... Do you have to make yourself relax because you're always looking at that piece of uh, yeah, mahogany that really needs to be sanded and polished?
3: something's breaking all the time. Wow. Just before I came here, I was changing a fuel filter. <laughs> so, oh. I mean, it's yeah, literally half an hour before I was here.
0: Do you still, when you're here now, not this summer, last few summers, yeah. but, but would you- Do you enjoy like on your day off to just take it out? Do you go around the island or do you tend to just, uh, when you get here, you get here? I
3: actually don't sail my boat hardly at all, day sail. But what I've been doing for the past eight years is I bought a sunfish and I give free sailing lessons. Really? Down right off of Narragansett Inn Beach. Really? Let me get a
0: pen and paper. Where would one sign up for that?
3: I love it. So, how I've do people know it. to to get in touch with you
1: for sailing? Well, I, I
3: put it online. I normally put it in the paper when I get here. Uh, they they come down the the dock. And what kind of folks do you
1: get that just show show oh, for, uh, free for free?
3: Everything from kids to guys my age that go. You know, I really want to learn how to sail, and a sunfish is the way to learn. That's S- how I learned. Wow! Just so on a small boat.
0: Have Be- you ever? Have you ever? met the person and been like no <laughs> <laughs> like do you can you tell
3: you can you know you get people on board most of them are pretty good but you get people that you can tell like they like this they're
0: oh yeah right it's easy to tell actually, on that side i like... actually
3: had two girls this summer one from uh, the spring house who's from austria and another girl uh, rachel who's actually running in the race today um they came all summer and i let them start taking it alone they, they had never sailed before.
1: Wow. Nice. Never,
3: so they came, you know, eight, 10 hours, you know, every week they came. And I finally said, okay, you guys are ready.
0: You you, you want to hear my one and only sailing experience story? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was friends with a kid named John Evans. His father, Barry owned the national with mm-hmm. uh, Vin McAleon. I think they were mm-hmm. business partners on the national. And I, um, he was of course a member of the block on club my my friend and he's like come on let's go i'm allowed to take a sunfish or whatever it was i think it was a sunfish yeah. and i was like all right you know and he he was sailing and somehow it's so tricky because you're relying on the wind and all that like it's i have a hard enough time using the wind the right way when you have an engine because you do use the wind mm. i've learned you know when you're docking your boat you actually compensate for the wind and then you just kind of let you let the wind steer the boat and you whatever we ended up between Payne's Dock and the old Block Island Ferry. The big Block Island <laughs> the three-hour boat was oh. was doing its thing because oh. it, you know, it was pulling in to, to get because they would do the gangplank was on the side. Yeah, Remember side that? Loader. Side yeah. loader, and they would, and we were like under that side loader thing, and we just couldn't get. We're we trying to paddle with our hands, oh. but the wind kept like pushing us against the dock. We, oh. we were we were where we we were in we were between a rock and a hard ship, you know for sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think we ended up like, I think John ended up pulling a pin out, and we like dropped the mast down and went under the dock. Like we had a paddle. <laughs> I was so terrified. I mean, do you know when you're a kid looking up from a sunfish how tall that boat? Oh, I was? can't like, imagine. Yeah. I mean, I just saw us getting. I mean, I knew. And it had bow thrusters, too, that old boat. Oh, and so they'd be
3: throwing you around.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so you're so, you like, know, we're going
1: to die. We're going to die. I'm like,
0: I can't jump in and just swim away because it could suck me. Because the bow thrusters like on yeah. those boats was a it's a propeller, I think. I'm 99% sure it would spin two directions. So if you wanted to go one way, they'd engage it in one direction. Right, was, yep. And it would suck from one side and push the other way. <laughs> or if you want to go the other way. So I'm like, they're bow thrusting because it would come in nose first. So they're bow thrusting to push into the dock. So. You're going to get so, sucked right through yeah, that thing. You know. That was my one and only sailing experience. So. Well,
3: you were cured the first time you were Absolutely sailing.
0: Absolutely knew that I, I was, was not a sailor. <laughs> not yeah. not a sailor. Mm-hmm. There's a few things that you – I am not a dietician. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am not a sailor. There's okay. a few things. A couple I, things. Yeah. That's yeah. A, but that's one of them. That was my – that was my – terrifying.
1: That's – I could see how that could, like, kind of – turn you off from, from I the would, sailing thing.
0: Well, now that I know that there's a very competent instructor here in the room with us, I might try it. <laughs> I just
1: think it's amazing that just because you are so passionate about sailing, you just volunteer your free time yeah. to pass that love on to others. Yeah, That's I, a cool I, thing.
3: I, well, when I was a kid, I played so many sports and so many coaches gave up so much time for me. About eight or nine years ago, I said, that's it. I'm going to buy a sunfish. I went to the mainland, bought the sunfish with the sole purpose of free i won't take they try to give me money they don't no, i go no that's learn right. learn how to say you ever i wonder do you ever get any
0: veterans or anybody like that I, I bet that would be a wonderful thing that a you know a veteran might would be yeah enjoy be coming interest. out and doing it's completely different and yeah. it gets them mm-hmm. out and doing something you know but that's a really yeah. nice thing you do that that's yeah, good
3: actually got a lot of power boaters that are at Painstock that's you know bill i'd I'd Really like to learn how to sail, they don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? So we, we were out there a couple of years ago with one of them, Eric, and he, you know, he's a power boater. And there's Sans Payne on a boat taking pictures of him because he wanted pictures of him on a sailboat. Evidence, you
1: know? evidence he wanted like, I'm evidence. the
3: only stick down there most of the time. There's a it's all power boaters,
1: so, yeah, yeah. I'm they, the only stick, you mean the mast, yeah. Is that okay? So they've, um, I'm not up on my boat, they've
3: anymore. um. They're they're starting to talk to me now after oh 10, my 12 God. years. Really? Yeah. Is there uh, like there? Oh, well, there's a little thing between power boaters and sailboats. I, I, I don't get into it. I could care no, right? Could, to me, you're into boating, but yeah, but there there's a lot of power. But it makes them a better uh, power boater.
0: Yeah, if they know, like
3: you say, about the wind. Yeah. And, yeah, and how to use it when you're docking.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you, you know, ever? get I out? learned
0: about the wind from Ken Lacoste yelling at me. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll bet yeah. you did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no nice and gentle nose into the wind i was yeah. like all right all right i got this that's how i yeah. learned to dock the boat yeah uh, <laughs> yeah and then i le- and then once you figure that out you're like oh this is this is easy just right. super slow and you just let yeah. it
3: guide it's you how do. hard do you want to hit something that's, they yeah, say, not go, at all how fast should i go i go as hard as you want to hit something <laughs> well <That's laughs> you know what the answer. difference
0: between the power boaters and the sailboats when the sailboater motor dies they're still going to probably find a way to get home right <laughs> you know, yeah. the power now will dies. you go
1: out on a power boat every now and then
3: yeah, yeah, I've went around the island with people, and stuff. yeah, yeah I enjoyed. It. I, I just can't imagine. Uh, I'm so used to going five knots, and here we are, go around the island in an hour and a half. And yeah, I'm like my God, it would take me seven or eight hours.
1: Did, did you ever get on a Gallerani's cigarette boat when he had that thing?
3: No, I didn't. I didn't get on Jim's boat.
1: You remember that one though? Oh yeah, that's a. I, my friend Adam uh, Stabile and uh, Maddie yeah. Gallerani uh, sent me a video of the two of those guys out on it one oh. afternoon, and wow. That was a fast boat. Gotta wear a helmet. Yeah, it was like (laughs) scary fast, you know? But yeah, I always thought it was funny, like people, groups that have these little weird, like, you know, rivalry, like snowboarders and skiers, you know, there's still some skiers that are like, snowboarders you're all punks you know and like it's like you're doing the same thing you're sliding down a mountain on you (laughs) know on on a a plank like like, having a good time who cares about all the other crap you know it's so silly but um yeah it's funny it's a weird thing so you're like basically living the jimmy buffett you're a walking jimmy buffett song more or less
3: Yeah, I guess. And Do we you had
0: like, you know, we had Ed on our podcast. He's a big sailor too. Now, did you guys yeah. sail together a well, lot?
3: Actually, well, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because when I originally bought Kimo Sabe 18 years ago, Ed McGovern, Champ Star, and David Todd uh, helped me get it to Charleston. It, we left here November 5th or 6th. Cold. Oh my God, it was cold. <laughs> and I kept telling him, I said, all around you know, once we get past Cape May, it'll get warmer." Once we get back Norfolk, it'll get warmer. Once we get around Cape Hatteras, it'll get warmer. We get to Charleston. We get off at one o'clock in the morning. There was ice on the docks in Charleston, <laughs> and they, but no, the uh, three of them helped me on my original uh, voyage because I was, you know, intimidated. I I had this little twenty eight footer. Now I've got this forty one footer with uh, generators and. Heater. I didn't even know it. I'd, I'd open up a locker and say, "David, what's that?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a life preserver. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. There'd
3: be all these, you know. Heat. I didn't have heat now. I didn't have a generator on my other boat. I had two volt batteries on my first boat, and all of a sudden, I've got this boat that it just went around the world with this couple. So I had desalinators and. I, oh I, wow! I, oh yeah, I, I had no idea what to do, and thank God for David, Ed, and a uh, champ. They got me down there. I didn't take it. I didn't take it out for almost a year. I was so intimidated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to get to know your boat for a little bit first. I no think. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah. desalinator. So, that's cool. Yeah, so you so, can basically yeah. make fresh water. Make your own if fresh you're
3: water. you down in the Bahamas. You're making. You're not trucking water back and forth.
1: How does that? I mean. How much? How does that whole thing work? How much water do you get out of, a, and how long does it well, take? Well, I mean, they
3: have them now. They're 12-volt systems. My system probably only makes five, six gallons an hour, but they have them now, 12-volt systems, 15, 18 <sighs> gallons an hour. Wow. Which is much more than you, you know, you could shower and use it for dishes and stuff like that.
1: Wow. I never mm. realized that was a thing. Oh, it's yeah. pure water. It's pure. Yeah, it's yeah,
3: pure, yeah. pure water. There's wow.
1: actually nothing in it, like, no nothing
3: you don't taste anything no. okay so why but,
1: aren't we doing that isn't are we worried we about do dra- it here, droughts think. though i mean like aren't there droughts all over the place Can't it's we, expensive like, it's expensive on a large scale to do uh, it but like all the cruise ships
0: do it yeah, yeah. yeah. but then they go into the it, so there are problems with it because if you get into an area some of the bays up in alaska where these ships go there's such a fine um plankton and krill that they actually sometimes get into areas where they have to change the filters and clean them every like three hours because oh, they clog exactly. them almost instantly so there's yeah. some there's some tough parts about it but Interesting. but you know what if you're sailing to a place where the water might make you not feel well right you know yes. it's a good way to make sure that you don't don't drink the water mate.
1: i got you. you know you make your yeah, own
0: really. and wow. there's nothing nothing in it that's, that's cool really, yeah
1: you know what else I want to ask is how do you go down? Do you go through like the ICW, Intercoastal no, Waterway? Or?
3: No, offshore. My boat offshore. draws seven foot, so okay. we're, we're offshore. We're, All right. I, I've gone maybe in 18 years with this boat, maybe 100 miles of the Intercoastal, but okay. most, mostly offshore. And do you have? Try to pick your weather. Okay. So you're, you know, you're not getting
1: killed. Because
0: that would restrict. I mean, you can do it with a seven foot draw, but it's, you've got to be very, very careful. Right.
3: I mean, yeah. and it's, you know, on the Intercoastal, you've got to be paying attention. Yeah. you you, you got to stay between the wickets.
0: I you, hate paying attention.
3: I mean, you really do. It's eight hours of motoring. Yeah. Ten hours of motoring to go 60, 70 miles.
1: Right. Okay. So do you have your, your uh, like, uh, you know, specific places where you'll stop off for a night or two? Oh, and well, like,
3: I love Beaufort, North Carolina.
1: What's it's that? Beaufort,
3: North Beaufort. Carolina. Okay. Big sailing community there. Great. You're right at the dock. To, the town uh, dock has uh, community cars, so if you need to go get your groceries or do anything, you can borrow the car for a few hours, and you're right in the town. There's restaurants. And
1: what, and then where else? So that's pro- is that like your first stop? Like how many stops would you make over the,
3: what, two I, I or I try three to period? go straight, but uh, typically some, you know, if I'm getting down near Hatteras and it's the end of October, November... I might go into Norfolk, or you know, one, one. Uh, sometimes Cape May, New Jersey. Sometimes Norfolk. Uh, and then wait for a weather window, and then go around Hatteras. Yeah. And uh, love, love Beaufort. Beaufort's a great city. Beaufort,
1: never heard of it. Check oh, it out. huge,
3: oh, great, beautiful little city.
1: Yeah. I,
0: love it. I almost feel like he could charge people for this trip. I know. So That's like what asking I always... for help.
1: Anybody want to go to North Carolina, South Carolina with yeah. me? Sure. It's going to be $400. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to teach you how to <laughs> sail. Could... Uh, yeah. I, I mean, know. I think maybe we should do uh, a, a three week long podcast. With <laughs> Bill, We should. How, yeah, I
0: was going to say, how long did you say how long it
3: takes you? Is it three weeks? Well, I've made it as quick as five and a half days. Yep. To Charleston and then sometimes if you have to stop you can you can be waiting two or three days for good weather. It could take you a couple of weeks to get there. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I guess that's gotta be one of them things, careful what you wish for too with the wind. You want like yeah. what's the perfect wind where the ocean's good but it's you oh, know, eight knots, ten knots?
3: You know, maybe fifteen, eighteen knots off the off to starboard quarter or port quarter, or something something you're going with it, going with the waves. Yeah. Going so. with it.
1: Going with it. Going with it. Yeah. Wait, Bill. I actually have another. Hold on. I have something just came to mind, and I hope you don't mind me bringing it up. Uh, you know, your voice is amazing. You know, you have an incredible tone tonality to your voice. Um, oh my god. <laughs> no, really. I mean, I yeah. think that like you know, certain people, if they answer the phone and there was someone on the other end, you're like, you know, who is? Hello? Who? Wait. Sorry. Who is this? They but know who it is. If they know it's you, they know. Have right? you ever? Have you ever just thought about a career in singing?
3: Oh yeah, yeah! I've really um, I'm thinking of taking it up seriously. Really,
1: who yeah. who would you sing? If, if what well, do you like? I, to I sing? do.
3: Barbara Streisand.
1: Really? Could we hear a bit a bit of it? <laughs> you want to hear me? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Well,
3: I, I normally do it in concert halls, but I'll do it here <laughs> oh, if you want.
1: Dude, this is huge. <laughs> this is okay. big. Okay.
3: Are you ready? <laughs> ready. People, people need people. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's good. All right. I, I, <laughs> oh my,
2: God. Oh. my friends are gonna kick out an ass.
1: I, uh, I already have tears in my eyes. I'm not sure why. <laughs> my cheeks, my cheeks are hurting.
0: <laughs> <the> oh. <laughs> Oh, holy I, shit! <laughs> yeah. Um. I uh, okay. Thank you for that. I think <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome to all you're
1: your welcome, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> highest rated listen to episode of all time. Oh, that um, great. I do <laughs> have one last thing to ask you about. Oh. And slash apologize for one night uh, at Walter oh, this uh, should be a good. number of years ago. Uh, I was there with my friends. We had uh, I think it was after Boozebagger's gig. Maybe we had a couple drinks, and. uh, I bit you. Do you remember the night that I bit you on the arm? No. Just oh, say good. yes, please. Oh good. Yeah, All right, just... then never mind. We're gonna You bit him? I, I... You bit me? You have a biting <laughs> phase? I, I did. I, no, just that one night. I thought in my drunk brain, I was like, I think it'd be funny to bite somebody. Oh my god. And I'm talking to you and Walter, and I just look at you and I'm like, I'm cross-eyed. And, oh, god. You know, maybe you had a couple. Of I don't know. remember this. And I'm looking at you, I'm like, Bill, I'm gonna bite you. Oh, and my- you're like, what? What are you going to do? I don't understand. I'm like, I'm going to bite you. And then special. I just went and I go like this. Arr! And I just bit you on the arm. Oh, that's so and, funny. And then. your face, you went like this. And you looked at Walter, and Walter Walter started laughing. Oh, and God. you had the most shocked look. And you go, and then you go like this. You you bit me. You just bit me. And I oh, my God. It's hard to shock someone
0: who's bartended for 50 years, That's true. You did it. You did it. <laughs> I've never been bit. I, he, he's giving me the headbutt occasionally
1: Not he since I was like six, six
3: years old, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't remember that.
1: <laughs> okay, good. And yeah. well, I'm sorry if you did. But Thanks you for bringing uh, it up. Eh. Now
3: I really was it all on right, his ankle? All right, all right. Were you down on all fours? No, I was right here. Oh, on okay. the arm, on like the arm?
1: right here. I just went. The right upper on his arm. arm. I don't know why. Well, there's a story. Sometimes you do stupid things after a couple cocktails. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I've done my share. Trust me man well I don't know bill this has just been pretty awesome and I know oh, a lot of oh my cheeks hurt I know oh, yeah, I know is, a
0: lot of
3: people are gonna oh, be excited no, this is gonna be bad <laughs> oh, oh no this is gonna be good listen gonna...
1: You're, it, it's gonna be bad in the best way possible okay yeah, yeah. yeah but really Early. thanks for taking the time yeah. and 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 um, glad we got the chance to chat with you. Thank
3: you, guys.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate taking yeah. your time after yeah. changing your oil filter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, must be the... Get prep- ready to sail Yep, again. safe yeah. sailing Have you. a safe and, trip yeah. back. All right, thank you, guys. Yeah, okay. enjoy, and I can't... I gotta get down and visit Dunleavy's Pub. I'm telling you, road trip. Yeah. We're doing it. I'm down. We're going. I'm down. Let's go. And wait, did you say Dunleavy's Pub is on an island? Yeah, Sullivan's Island. Because we'd want to start doing episodes called Two Guys on a Different Island. Oh. One a year from a
1: different island.
3: Oh, so they like Visit
1: Nantucket and do a podcast there. Yeah. Go some, so that could yeah, fit. That right, That could be a great uh-huh. island, and well, it's a write-off too. We could write the whole thing off.
0: Yeah, well, it'll, and we'll just quickly stop down for a month. Yeah, and just you know, hang out and yeah. you know, do a podcast. No biting though. No biting, nope. no biting. All right. Well, you listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and the great stories. It was really fun. So, uh, if you want to reach out to us with any suggestions,
1: ideas, or comments, please do so at our email at two guys on bi and at gmail.com. And please make sure to follow us on all the proper social media channels. And uh, whatever you do, please subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you listen to it. And uh, even more important than that, just tell your friends about it and you know, share it. Share share the 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 stories and all the great characters we have. That's right. And have a great week. See you next time. Hey, Rich. What? Uh, I want to go take some sailing lessons with Bill. Do you want to do it with me? I could try it, but I've had a traumatic experience.
0: Well, the the New London Ferry doesn't come into New Harbor anymore, right? No. All right, I'm in. I'll do it. Okay,
1: cool. But we have to get hammered first.
0: And I think you two have to sit on one side of the sunfish while I sit on the
1: other. Good point. Just Maybe I'll... Can I sit on, like, the sail? Top the stick? Of the the, stick? Is the that what stick? The stick? Is that... Is that is the crow's nest. Is, do you, I wonder if there's a crow's nest. On I'm it. sure... I want to be in you, the crow's if nest. If
0: you bite one of us, we're going to put you up on the stick.
2: What shall i do with the drunken sailor? What shall i do with the drunken sailor? What shall i do with the drunken sailor? Every night in the morning.